0: Hello, my zebras and spoonies. Thank you for coming and visiting with me today. I am glad that you are here. Just wanted to check in today and talk about how things have been going with my life. I am recovering from an upper respiratory infection and I am in the middle of an interstitial cystitis or IC flare. (sighs) So I have been feeling less than awesome as of late with the expectation that my bladder will continue to feel angry for a while yet. Because I have not been feeling well, my sleep has been more unstable, which just makes things more difficult for me. This has also greatly affected my diet, which also has a major impact on how I am feeling. The upper respiratory infection started on the 8th of this month, just as a touch of a sore throat and an occasional cough. It felt like allergy stuff that day, so I didn't think much of it. When I woke up on Sunday... I knew that there was more going on than my allergies. When I swallowed, it felt like broken glass was grating down my throat. So I took a look at my throat. Sure enough, there was the classic redness, swelling, and white sores that indicate an infection. For me, this is usually a strep infection. Since I am a nurse, I had to go get checked out. That meant going in to the walk-in clinic since it was a weekend. They were very thorough. I was lucky and got the FMP that I once had as a PCP. She is very good and is familiar with my case, which is super helpful. Uh, she swabbed me for everything. And I mean everything. I got the triad and pharyngeal swab that checks for RSV or respiratory syndictal virus. I flew both influenza A and B as well as COVID. Yeah, the triad nasopharyngeal swab that feels like it's taking a brain sample. Um, I also got the rapid strep because that's what we thought it was. But when that came back negative, I got to have the throat culture swab that looks for bacterial growth in general. So two swabs in the back of that angry throat. It was great. Uh, They also did a finger stick test to check for uh, EBV or Epstein-Barr virus, which is the most common cause of mononucleosis uh, or mono. After all this testing, I got the diagnosis of an upper respiratory infection with an unidentified virus because all of these tests came back negative, which is good. It meant that I didn't have any of the big uglies. The really important thing that I learned during the walk-in clinic appointment is that the, the Omicron COVID strain is presenting as an upper respiratory infection. That means that if you are getting cold symptoms, you should get tested for COVID. This has always been the case, but is even more important now than before since those cold symptoms are much more likely to be COVID than they were before. And this suggests to me that there are many cases of COVID going undiagnosed and the rates of infection are even higher than currently being reported. Oh, Okay, uh, enough said on that because this isn't a COVID post. Um, I missed only a single day of work while I waited for the COVID test to come back. Once that returned as negative, I was given the green light to uh, return to work with the condition that I had to wear an N95 the entire time I was at work until my other tests came back. This is because the N95 would keep me from spreading the other infections. Now, that being said, my employer was not saying that I had to work sick. They would have allowed me to call out sick if I was feeling too unwell to work. But since I wasn't feeling that ill and there was a way to keep me from sharing what I had, I continued to work while I've had this infection. I have also continued to wear the N95 the entire time I've been at work because I learned that that was the only effective way to protect myself from COVID in addition to being sure that I wasn't sharing this unnamed virus because Omicron is proving to be highly virulent and the cloth and the surgical masks have been demonstrated to just not being enough to keep us from getting the Omicron virus. So, yeah, I've been choosing to wear the N95. My throat symptoms actually got worse over the first week and it got really painful. It got to where I was pretty limited on what I could tolerate eating, even when I was using the throat-numbing medications before I ate. Uh, And this is what led to my diet being so completely shifted from my usual, that of course, led into my stomach and guts being unhappy. They are never happy with any changes in my diet, even if they are changes where I'm simply eating more of my safe foods. I feel this is most likely because of the mast cell activation syndrome, or MCAS, because with that, it's more about not meeting the histamine threshold than avoiding trigger foods. It can be a complex dance where you can safely eat some of the food without problems, but you can't eat it with another food or over a certain amount. And you can't eat any of that food if your body is under stress. So yeah, it can suck to try to keep your intestinal symptom happy when you have mast cell activation syndrome and you're sick. Today, my throat is feeling normal. The redness, swelling, and white sores have all healed up. The only symptoms that are left are the ones that I started with that made me think that my allergies were triggered by something. Um, I have some mild nasal congestion, post-nasal drip that is leading to an occasional cough, and a runny nose. I am thankful that the symptoms are improving, and I will be glad when it has completely gone along its merry little way. Unfortunately, whenever I get an infection, there is a high possibility that I will also get a flare in one of my chronic conditions due to the stress that my body is under. Stress is the most common trigger for flares in any chronic illness. This time around, it has been my IC that has flared up. It started to flare on the 20th while I was at work. The timing sucks because it meant that I could do nothing about it in an immediate fashion. Luckily for me, the pharmacy is open late enough that I was able to pick up some urine test strips on the way home Because whenever I have an IC flare, I test my urine to make sure that it is not an infection. Delaying the treatment of a urinary infection because I was treating it like an IC flare could lead to serious consequences. So I personally feel it's important to rule out an infection before anything else. Now that I know that this is an IC flare and not an infection, I have moved into flare management mode. This looks really different for everyone. For me, it means doing my best to increase fluid intake, even though I know that doing that will make my gastroparesis, or GP, rather unhappy. It is important to flush the bladder doing. It comes with the risk of a GP flare, though, and that's always a challenge when trying to balance multiple chronic illnesses. It really is about balance, and when one is flaring, getting things back into balance can be hard. I did end up with a day of my GP flaring, and I spent a morning vomiting uncontrollably, despite having taken my nausea medications. Then I was wiped out, and I had no more spoons, which resulted in me going back to bed to sleep. This has led to further disturbance in my sleep cycle, which puts me at risk for another, for other chronic conditions flaring, uh, most notably my ocular migraines, because they really hate it when my sleep is unregulated. But this time I was lucky and the 11 hours of sleep did not trigger a migraine. Back to the IC management. I've been trying to drink more fluids to flush out my bladder. I have also been eating bladder calming foods, which has resulted in another major change in my diet pattern that my intestinal system has not been particularly happy about. The result is that I am definitely not constipated at this point. I was not looking for a bowel cleanse, but that is what I got, which also led to me being really tired and needing to rest. This time, I did not need to sleep. I was able to rest by playing some video games. This restores stores my spoons because it's something that doesn't require much physical energy, but also makes me feel really happy. Thus, I spent Friday, after getting five extra hours of sleep for that total of 11 hours, I was able to spend some time playing Seven Days to Die uh, because, well, there's nothing more therapeutic in life than killing zombies with a rocket launcher. I seriously... Highly recommend that this be included in your self care. Go rocket launcher some zombies. It's great. And the last thing that I do for my IC flare management is I take peridium, as it reduces the pain to a tolerable level. Also, it makes my urine the color of dang. Good times. Then it is just a matter of waiting this flare out. There isn't a good way to know how long it's going to last. Could be a couple of days, or it might be a couple of weeks. I myself will check in with my urologist if it lasts more than two weeks. That means it's time for more aggressive management, and, well, I need a new urologist for that. Well, I think that's about where I'm at with the things. Keeping my fingers crossed that none of my other conditions decide to also flare up along with my IC. I've had enough flaring. I am glad that I have had the last few days off. It has allowed me to really rest and focus on self-care. As much as a challenge as working while in a flare is, I can't afford to call out every time something acts up. I wouldn't keep my job that way. With my recent extension, I am on this contract for six months and I have called out three times already. That's still in the realm of being acceptable, but it's hitting the number that they don't really like it. The reality is that when you work in healthcare, there really isn't much room for self-care. It is a sad reality. One that I could fill a whole post ranting about, so I'm not going to talk about it any further. Uh, thanks for coming and visiting me today. I look forward to seeing you again. Until then, take care of yourselves and be well.